politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam. Monsieur Beuh. Uh, Travis. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. So, uh, I'm wondering, do we think that I am very hackable or very hard to hack because uh, I'm so awesome? I'd say the former. I forget what I said first. Very hackable. <laughs> very hackable. <laughs> well, yeah. think, of it, think of it as that you are irresistible. And to a, uh, hacker, to a hacker, we are all irresistible. We are all Beyonce, Jay-Z, Sharon Stone, Adam Levine, all those guys. Well, speaking of irresistibility, actually, that makes me think of, of COVID, <laughs> weirdly, because it does seem increasingly as though it is the most irresistible virus that you must make friends with at some point or another in your life, uh, because it's just gonna, it's, it's, it's just spreading and spreading and spreading. And, and with that, I, I was reading today that um, a lot of folks now, in addition to having the threat of COVID out there, they don't have health insurance. And they don't have health insurance because during COVID they lost their job or they decided life is short, I'm gonna become a freelancer and they don't have insurance because they're now freelancing. And- Which could actually shorten their lives without well, health insurance. For sure, and I, and I, but I think also like whenever there's a big change, whether you're moving, whether you're changing jobs or- Life you know, event. And, a life, life event. event. It means that you're vulnerable. And so I'd imagine that with COVID rates going up, we're also probably seeing people get scammed and hacked a bit more than usual this during COVID. Anyone have any stats on that? Well, I remember seeing one stat that between uh, February and June of 2020, uh, COVID-related scams, but then again, nobody really knew about COVID, but COVID-related scams increased by something like Thirty thousand percent, or like right in the because it was new, new. So people and are scary. like, "What is and what scary. is this thing?" And everyone's yeah, panicking. Like yeah. Ultimate social engineering uh, vibes, but and I mean, it was every it was it was everything from. Uh, first, it was like we needed to be updated. So anything that had the words COVID update, people maniacally focused on that. Yeah, um, yeah. Then or news, was, or just news, just news it, about it, like. And, and then you had the scams where it was COVID tracking. Yeah. Right? Because if you had a problem or you became a, a, a patient uh, with COVID, they would then try to contact anyone that you came in contact with. So there was contact tracing. 
then everyone was paying a lot of attention to when are the vaccines coming, what are the vaccines, and where do I get tested and where do I get the vaccines? Yeah. I mean, but the, also the contact tracing, I remember when that, that's why I was wondering, Travis, if like hacks and scams went up during COVID because contact tracing is a great example of like this new thing. Nobody knows what it is, but obviously it requires some personal information and it could get you hacked. I mean, hacks and scams definitely increased. Obviously the COVID scams increased, but one of the other things too is that you suddenly had everyone uh, working from home all well, sudden you had businesses and offices emptying out. So everyone was uh, more reliant on email, more reliant on Zoom. And that just opened up uh, the door for a wide number of other scams. Because it put put them in the sweet spot. They never let a good crisis go to waste. This week's episode is about what happens when you take your eye off the ball. Uh, in terms of not really paying good attention to your password hygiene, not paying as much attention to uh, what information you're entering online. Um, and generally just, uh, it's, it's the moral of it is the, the need to be careful online, the need to act with intentionality. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber hygienic human. I'm Bo. Cyber Slob. And I'm Travis, Cyber Snob. And today on the show, we're talking to a man with a cult-like following for his street photography and work in fashion, the rakishly handsome photographer, Daniel Arnold. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month 
and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash ADAM. I'm sitting at home. It's a Sunday. It's a nice day. I'm out in Connecticut. Sun is shining. I don't know if the sun was shining. Birds are flying around because they're always flying around. Kenneth the bear was somewhere in the woods. And I'm looking at Instagram and my very best friend on Instagram has been hacked. And so I get in touch with him and I'm like, yo, man. And what did you say? I said, yo. Yeah, so Daniel Arnold, a photographer, a uh, friend of mine who I met in a weird way. Now, and was that a deep-throated yo, or was it a yo? Or was it a Travis yo? I said it with my mouth wide open. Travis, show us how yo is done. Yo. Yeah, he does. He's got the voice. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think I remember that somebody bought something via PayPal uh, your PayPal account, and you were having a dispute with PayPal. That's how I. En- that's where I entered the story. What happened? I feel like you should know that this all happened in the midst of a second identity complication because I was trying to sign up for health insurance, and I went to a site that I thought was the government site, typed in my information, and then as soon as I hit enter, I realized it was some spammer hub and from that moment for days on end my phone was ringing like 15 times an hour whoa adam was it you well you said you'd never talk about this Oh, yeah, I apologize. It was Adam. Yeah, it was Adam. But no, so... I needed... Daniel, I needed to talk to you. I needed (laughs) pictures to be taken. I needed this. Did you happen to catch the URL of the website? Uh, I do not remember, but I bet if you Google New York State of Health, it's the first... The first entry. So it was like one of the ads on top. So you went New York State Department of Health. Okay. So you went, you went on, you went on. It hit, remember, Travis, his Google bubble might be different from yours, but, but um, are you implying that all Google bubbles aren't alike? My, listen, if we all were, were to pull down our Google pants, it, everyone would have something different. So you're talking about Google, but. I wasn't. I wasn't actually talking about the butt, but oh. I'm. I, I, but I, so everyone's Google bubble is different, and I take offense at that. No, because our Google bubble is like older gentlemen who try to race people in Toyota Corollas with a race car. That's what we do for pink slips. So Adam and I are, have a thing where we drive around together in a super fast car, and we challenge people in cars that are barely running to races. For and you fun, know how to live? Yeah, we have a lot of fun together. It's it's it, it's it's a Saturday night li- live uh, skit without an audience and no laughter. Um, so, <laughs> when? How long after going on that fake 
health insurance site uh, did this attack on your PayPal happen? Okay, well, look, since we already have our pants down, I'll give you yeah. the example. I was maybe 15 minutes out of having made this mistake, and my phone had already rung seven or eight times. What kind of phone calls? It was actual people trying to sign me up for some kind of health insurance. Oh, and- no, no, no. Stop right there. Have you ever signed up for solar power or anything that is subsidized like solar power? Have you? Because when you call, I did, and when I call, when I put my number into that, I got those phone numbers. I got those phone calls. There's jobbers out there whose job it is to like wait for the lead and then call and nail it. It's like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but for yep. solar. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay, so you start getting a ton of phone calls from like weird guys who you you suspect are wearing sweatpants. Yeah. And the anxiety drove me straight to the toilet where I was sitting. <laughs> and I got an alert. Without Google Pants. With no Google Pants on. I got one of those alerts, the like the two forms of identification alerts where you get a little code that you're supposed to enter into a site. And oh, two-factor authentication. There you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know from where. Okay. You know, it's, I don't think they usually identify themselves. You just get like, this is a one-time thing, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't immediately equate it with any kind of trouble because I don't know about you guys, but I'm always getting emails like you requested a new Facebook password here, enter to take care of it. And it's not me. So I delete it. I'm like, okay, someone's trying to hack me, whatever. So I didn't think much of it, except that like seconds later, I get uh, a purchase confirmation from something called Foot Patrol, which I've never heard of. I'm like, oh, God, that's strange. So that's different than like Paw Patrol, which my nine and a half year old watches. Yeah, it's much worse than the Paw Patrol, uh, the human sized version. And so I race off the toilet. And so I go and I, I open up my bank history and see that I've made a, a significant purchase of shoes from this website, this British website that are being delivered to. So, I, mean, I looked it up on, on Google Image or whatever, the Google Maps, and uh, it's, it's like straight out of a, a pirate, a piracy movie, like some aluminum siding warehouse in the middle of nowhere in England. Were they, were they cool shoes at least? No. No, they were like $400 really nerdy New Balances. So not, not Air Jordan, that's for sure. Then. There's such a thing as ner- uh, $400 New Balances? Yeah. I, or maybe 300, it was pounds. So, you know, I didn't, but you were, so you went on Google earth and you actually looked at the, the place. Yeah. Oh, and what, there's a place for, and it looks, and it looked, and it looked, uh, like a Broadway. No, it looked dumb. I mean, it it looked like a place where someone would end up getting shot in a, a, a long chase with the cops. Um, so now we're watching an episode of law and order through Google. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was more, it reminded me specifically, did you guys watch those small axe movies? Uh, uh, no, I didn't, no. Okay, well, there's one small axe movie where there's a, a police chase that leads them to this warehouse and looks just mm-hmm. like the warehouse in the small axe police episode, if that does anything for anybody. Um, but anyway, Tra- so- Travis is diligently looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I'm hacked. Uh, and this has never happened to me before. And so I, you know, go into the usual powerless scramble of trying to get in touch with any kind of human to run it by them. Um, and the best, 
and I managed to lodge some kind of, you know, robo complaint on PayPal and figure that that's going to be the end of it. You know, I've like, I've heard so many stories of you just get reimbursed and it's not an issue. Um, and I have had the same PayPal account for literally 20 years, which was uh, one of the scary side discoveries of this whole experience that uh, I'm older than I think I am. But PayPal just shut me down. Uh, the first round, they just, you know, I got a robo no. And then I requested deeper investigation and talked to somebody through some, uh, you know, like on-site instant message helper service. Um, and they reviewed the case. I made them do it twice. And both times they came back and said, no, sorry, you bought those shoes. As if somehow after all these years, I got desperate and needed to steal $200 and get free shoes. So your first reaction is, you're not my pal anymore. Yeah, no. But also, you would never wear, in your entire life, you would never wear nerdy, expensive New Balance sneakers. So your Google bubble was also being betrayed here in the... Yeah. I mean, that's well, not weird. I mean, wrong size. They're sent to the middle of nowhere in England. I mean, and also, I forget this part, but when it happened... I also got one of those alerts saying there's suspicious activity on your account. Did you make this purchase? And I said, no, but then somehow from PayPal. That, yeah. Huh? But I guess that they changed their minds in the course of, of me trying to complain. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes dot com. So you're told you're told by PayPal, sorry buddy, you bought the sneakers. Yeah. It does not seem it does not seem like uh the right answer in this day and age of widespread scams. No, it's very I was really surprised. You know, I, I give up easily. Okay. I, I let it go. I changed my password immediately to something that, uh, you know, I'm sure will lock me out of PayPal for all, all time to come. I'll need an, another hacker to get myself back into my account. Um, Travis can help you there. There you go. Travis. I got you back. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, I just I just accepted the, the loss and moved on because it's what tools are, are left in my arsenal. Well, the, um, the, the tool that we talk about pretty often is a website called Have I Been Pwned? 
Uh-huh. Not sure if you've heard of it or checked it uh, out. Bo introduced me. As I recall, you went on Have I Been Pwned? And, uh, and what was your password hygiene like? Did you Were you using different passwords that were super complicated on every different site that you went to? Or did you have... No. no. I have recurring passwords for sure. Like and are they and are they like Daniel Arnold likes to buy things? Is that your password or no? No, I mean, they're they're not like nonsensical strings of numbers and letters, but they are arbitrary and you know case varied enough that you know it wouldn't be something that you would guess. Okay, but it but it would be something that Adam, I'm guessing you're thinking, uh, if it's not guessed at it could be discovered. Well, that's the, is the, is the issue is that even if you have the most indecipherable password in the world, if you use it in more than one place and any one of those places suffers a compromise, it is now a discovered password. Yeah. Was it, and was it when you went on, have I been pwned? Had it been yeah. discovered? Yeah. Oh, okay. Speaking about discovered, how did you and Bo discover each other? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Unfair. Can I tell them, Bo? But it's a secret. It's about my secret identity, though. Yeah, Bo's secret identity as a fashion model. Uh... I, uh, I photographed him for a holiday fashion campaign. Now, I didn't know, full disclosure, I didn't know you were the photographer. True. That was where we met. You didn't know I existed. Bo was Zoolander before Zoolander was Zoolander. <laughs> Yeah, my first, uh, you know, penetrative impression of Bo was that he was holding this rabbit as it peed all over him. And he said, if this bunny doesn't take a break, it's going to have a heart attack and die. I was like, oh, here's a guy who knows what he's doing. Hey, you know, and I was right. And that bunny did take a break and he had a much better day after he met me. For sure. Because that bunny was like, what the hell is going on here, man? It's a dance party and it's there's a flood outside and there's all these weird people and you were taking pictures and you came by and i was like hey man and you're like hey and i was like who are you and you're like i'm the photographer <laughs> that was sort of my my big introduction to you and then i went home and i told my kid um who photographed me that day and she fainted <laughs> that part i didn't know yeah she did she was like oh my god God, how do you know? Because I think we followed each other on Instagram and, yeah. and, and Ella immediately was like, how do you know Daniel Arnold? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. That's how. But um, Ooh, so model. you met, so we met how, how now on a, on a scale of one to 10, was I a supermodel? Oh, yeah. You were the star of the day. Hear that, Adam? Star of the day. Wait, wait. To I, be fair, I, he was covered in rabbit urine. But yes. true. <laughs> I'm also seeing this chat thing going, tell them I was the star of the day. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to read that, Adam. Little did you know, however, yes. the piss-covered man would help save the world from scammers. No, it's true. I, I mean, we we pad for bunnies by day, cyber uh, security expert by night. You know, I forgot that the rabbit peed on me. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I could bring you back in touch with that. I remember though, I do remember distinctly that that it was it was very warm. That pee was very warm and yeah. it was and it was 
Yeah, and it was everywhere. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't. uh, I don't. Google pants, rabbit pee pants. Yeah, Travis and I do not want to piss away this opportunity to ask these questions. (laughs) Piss away. Go uh, ahead. So, if we go back to the hack for a second, I'm trying to get a picture of the scam. Like, what info did you give to this healthcare site? Like a password? uh, What? Name, address, uh, phone number, and then I, I would guess like basic economic information, but nothing sensitive. No oh, wait a second, you didn't enter a password to give them to set up an account? I may have entered a password. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. always a, there's always like a yeah. way they did it, and this was the way they did it. Yeah. So you so you went onto the site and you, they were like, "Hey, set up an account." And you're like, "Cool, I want insurance." Yeah, absolutely. Here. And then you entered in. I assume did you enter in? Let's just do this, okay? What yeah. did you put in the login for your for your when you registered to get this insurance? Did you put in your email address? Yeah, probably. Definitely. Okay. No. And then now it's time to put in your password. What are you going to put in there? Your password that you always use, the one that you can remember. I would probably use uh, like a previous incarnation of the go-to password, like something old and flippant because, you know, it wasn't a site that I expected to use with any regularity. So I just use like a throwaway old password. And, you know, that way, if I come back and have to access it, I can kind of cycle through the catalog of retired passwords and, you know, get myself in. If Daniel gave his biographical information and so his address, uh, basic deets, would a hacker be able to use those to reverse engineer? Um, and Travis, you can jump in if you want his password. You know, to to you know they have his email address. They have some passwords that he's used. At least one. Was that password? Uh, the same as your Gmail uh, account password by any chance? I doubt it. I don't think so. My Gmail password is is too complicated to use in such a throwaway capacity. But also, let's throw in here, because for me, this is a big mystery that I just let go immediately because it's too confounding. But somehow they they received that that verification number, which was sent as a text message. Oh, hmm. the plot thickens. Travis, what are you thinking? That could be SIM swapping, but usually if it's SIM swapping, they don't give you your uh, phone back. So what they could have done is if you if you had a compromised account, they could have just swapped out whatever the, the number was. Oh, and you know, there was also something in that first wave of, of reasonable PayPal fraud notifications where they... I don't know if this is just standard practice because it hasn't happened to me before, but in the kind of criteria for have you been hacked, have you is there fraud, they also asked me if I had authorized multiple address changes, changes and I hadn't done any of them. Uh, so I don't know if that's like a red herring where they just try to find out if you're a real person or if that's a legit inquiry. Um, but there is it was, possible? Is it possible they tried to use two-step, two-factor... Uh, uh, verification and it didn't work and you just saw it not working on your phone? Uh, well, I don't know because the, the successful purchase seemed to register, you know, seconds later. 
So I, I assume that it worked somehow. Do you use two-factor authentication on any accounts where you have to, like, you get a code from the site that says, here's your four digits, and you put them in? Yeah. Well, and also PayPal's got that thing now where they give you the option to put in your password or to have a code sent to you. And, and do you use the code? I've used, I go both ways. When this happened, were you using the code? I mean, when this happened, I, I had no part in it. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I can only guess what was happening. Um, I mean, honestly, this is the first time I've really tried to think that through because it was so. Okay. Confused. Well, let's, let's see. Let's try. So you were sitting on the toilet. Yes. <laughs> where all great thinking is done. Yeah. At Adam, true or false? Come all on. my, all my major decisions are made. On this, on the throne. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're sitting there, and what happens? You, let's just walk ourselves through this. I get a two-factor authentication text with a code. For what site? I don't know. I don't Adam, even, at, wait. Now that's I, the thing that bugs me, Adam. Don't you always know where the two-factor authentication is coming from? You should know. Doesn't it say, Travis? Not always. Ah, shit. So, in some cases, they'll just say, you know, this is your authentication code. Don't share it with anyone. And that's really all you see. Or you see, also, you're right. Is, so it's one of those things where you just see, like, a, a discrete number, but you, you, you recognize it as what PayPal always sends out, but it's not a phone number, and it doesn't yeah. say it's PayPal. I mean, I figured that, was, that it was just phishing spam. So mine says PayPal. So when I get one from PayPal, it comes from the number 72975. Is it, always the, is it always the same number? Yeah. Look, look at this. Wee. Not that I use it too much, but. Oh, so, okay. So it's always the same number. And it says, PayPal, your security code is this. It expires in 10 minutes. Don't share this code with anyone. So Daniel, if you were to just search, don't share this code with anyone on your, on your messages. Yeah, you would think, except that I'm super neurotic about deleting those things. Uh, I'm with you. Me too. I can't yeah. to have, I mean, it's such you a You and Adam have so much in common. Thing. The throne, the neuroticism. Yeah. Like match made in heaven. Oh my God. You signed up for this site. You got tons of phone calls. To me, that sounds like you went to a, what's called a jobber, which is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it was a paid for advertisement. You, you, you said you were looking for insurance and then every salesman in the world got in touch with you trying to sell it to you. Yeah. What I'm wondering, what I, I'm guessing happened is that um, you don't have the greatest password hygiene in the world. And whatever password you used when you signed up for that account was in there. And one of the salesmen wasn't a salesman. One of the salespeople was a crook. Seems just as likely as anything else. Yeah. You have any other thoughts? Because that's where I'm going with that. I'm going with somebody, somebody, some crooked person who, you know, when I was a kid, would have been wearing a plaid polyester suit in a used cars lot, had a, a side hustle which involved, you know, like signing up for weird little jobber things and stealing people's information to use for identity theft. Yeah, I think one of the other things is um, from. What you were talking about you saw on Have I Been Pwned is a massive archive of previously breached or stolen information. Yep. 
So that could have been included in one of those things. Someone could have been on the Jobber site, taken a look at that and said, okay, I have this information here. I'm going to connect it with this information here and then sort of move ahead to compromise your account. Let me ask you this, as long as we're here, sure. uh, in the realm of these notifications about stolen passwords, I have found that I'll be alerted to a breach about an account where I have changed the password. Mm-hmm. And so then I just kind of disregard it because I've seen that this is a breach and it doesn't seem to account for the fact that I have addressed it, uh, which makes it extra confusing to, to know how to, how to do A lot of it will uh, depend on the nature of the data that's been breached. Yeah. If it's something like LinkedIn or if it's something like um, Equifax or anything else where there's already a lot of other information on there, yeah. even if you've changed your password, it still might have your uh, answers to your security questions. It could have your home address. It could have just a whole lot of other information that can be leveraged uh, because especially in the case of PayPal, especially if you've had a account for 20 years too, yeah, it's yeah. they always have some sort of way of saying like, I don't have access to that email address anymore. How you know? can you help me get in? Since there's really no way to know, because there have been so many particular points of vulnerability because of so many breaches that you see yourself on Have I Been Pwned, yeah. have you changed the way you approach your personal security these days? Um, ah, good question. Not terribly meaningfully. I mean, I've changed all my passwords and I've, you know, uh, succumbed to doing the super complicated stuff that they want me to. I mean, I think the reality for most people is you don't want to make that as difficult as it should be because it's impossible to remember all your passwords and you end up being the one who's locked out. But but there's a way to there's a way to get around that. A good what? Way Pray you. tell. What? Password managers. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. And well, right, which is great unless it's the fluke time when the password manager inexplicably doesn't have the pass. I mean, that kind of thing falls apart on me all the time. Really? I have systems where I'll, like, I'll, I don't know if I should say this out loud in public, but I'll email myself the new password with a, with like a prompt that, you know, I try to put myself in my future shoes. Like if I can't get into my credit card, what am I going to search in my email to try to find the password? I guess the, uh, sorry to interject here, but the question is, do you reuse the passwords or are they all unique? Um, yeah. When you changed them, did you make the 20 different passwords or did you get some repeats in there? I probably still have some repeats. Adam, would you talk to this guy, please? Yep. Repeats? No bueno. Yeah. We're, we're thinking like maybe you need to up your game a little bit. Is there... Can you help somebody who doesn't want to be helped? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't really want to mess around with a password manager, the one thing you can do is if you use, say, just Chrome or just Safari or just Firefox, um, if you stick to one type of browser, you can sync your email or your uh, passwords yeah. across multiple devices. So that's one nice, easy way to do it. And if you really want the higher level of security, then you can get a full-on password manager. And there's some that can be tied, if you have an iPhone, that can be tied to your um, face ID and things like that. Just So it takes a little bit of uh, legwork to get uh, to get it in place uh, when you get started. But then once after it's done, it's pretty seamless. But there's okay. also, and there's also like with the password managers, Daniel, fair enough, sometimes they don't 
record the password that you put in or sometimes the prompt that says will you like would you like to add this password it doesn't pop up because your computer's having an off day maybe it drank too much the night before and it, I, I don't know why but it happens and or maybe it's on the toilet you never know it could be on the you know could be doing some important decision making right. on the throne but the 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 um it does happen and what i do i can't believe i'm saying this Eh. Well, I'm just going to lie and say that I keep this thing that I'm going to tell you about offline on a zip drive that's encrypted and password protected. None of that's true. In a safe at Fort Knox. Yeah, it's not true. I, um, you know, ding, 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 ding. We just give me Travis. It's (laughs) dinner time. No, I'm like, Travis loves my, my password story, which was for years my password was ha, ha, ha. All lowercase. Yeah, and he, Travis knew it. Travis knew all my my credentials, so it was it was very, it was actually laughable. But now I have a, a a I won't say what I call the file, but I have a file where I keep um, all my passwords. And like for Apple, for example, I use a variety of Apple, not Apple. So let's just say Pippin, but it's not Pippin. And then I know that's my Apple account, or and we'll then I have my orange. password there. But it's it's like it's that that I can't believe I'm saying this in front of Travis because he's going to make fun of me. But I have like it's basically fruit. a very hackable list with everything on it. Got it, Travis. Do you they think I'm doing a good job? No. Yeah. It's- so, <laughs> but it's better than Daniel. Not so much. But it's better than Daniel. No. And yeah. I'm on a show called What the Heck. I don't, I'm so naive and kind of uh, apathetic about all this. I don't know that there's a, a third party password manager option. Is that what you're, you're telling me? That there's a certain thing? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on my file that I told you about that I keep that I shouldn't be keeping in a place where people can hack it. Right, the joke uh, you don't really have. I do have it though. And um, on that file, it, it has the master password. Uh huh. And now I'm really ringing the bell. Um, for my for my my password manager, but Daniel, there is another alternative, and that okay. is that you can create a a series of disassociated words and use symbols instead of letters, um, and you can kind of mix the words up, or you can have a base a root password uh-huh. which has symbols, and then you put things in front of it or behind it to give you an indication of the particular website that you are interested in, but don't, you know, make it super obvious and come up with a really bizarre word. But again, you know, we have to remember that even if you have, and it bears repeating over and over and over, is that even if you have the most indecipherable password on the planet, if it's discovered and you use it anywhere else, this is where Halo Doom but you know, but hold on now, because w- Travis, let's make Daniel feel better. Okay. Um, Your beard is quite fetching. It is it's very fetching. <laughs> no, no, but let's make him feel better about his sure. password management. What was the most popular password last year? Wasn't it password or QWERTY? I, w- I don't know. Travis, do you have a guess? I'm pretty sure it was password. Password and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven are usually the top two. So now you're doing better than that. And that's a start. 
That's mm-hmm. a start. Well, we think you're doing better than that. We don't. You haven't told us the password, which Something don't tell us the password. Yeah. Talk about password managers. Um, you don't know about these things, Daniel? No. I mean, I have the, the one that's built into my browser and my phone. and that's- No, it's a guy. So it's this usually like in your neighborhood, it may be a guy named Saul. And you go up to Saul and you and he, you say, oh, here's five bucks. And he manages your passwords for you. All right. More personnel. Well, I saw that you had a cat. You know, cats can manage passwords, I, I think. Travis, help this man. Sure. With uh, password managers, the way that they tend to work is um, if you're using a web browser, there'll be a a little browser plugin Mm -hmm. that'll just say, if you're entering in a password, it'll say, do you want to save this to, and then whatever the name of the password manager is. Um, And the nice thing about that is most of the major ones will work across multiple devices. You just have to install the app to your computer or to your phone or what have you. Um, It'll operate across, it'll work across multiple browsers. And again, with some of them, the, uh, instead of just needing like one master password, so you don't want to have to be typing in some really long, complicated thing that's the keys to the kingdom, you can just use your face ID. You can use uh, a few things that are uh, easier for you to be able to uh, use to unlock. And then what they do is they generate a really strong password for your other accounts. Uh-huh. And also they'll tell you whether where you you have questionable passwords. And it will it'll actually do a, a vulnerability test and tell you where you've got some problems and prompt you to make changes. It's like a little thing comes, a little voice comes and goes, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, it's kind of a pain in the butt because once you get going on that, you can sit there for, if you don't have great password hygiene, which I think nobody has perfect password hygiene when it comes to like paying for a parking meter or something. Um, or, or like movie tickets that, you know, it will sit there with you all night being like, how about the cinema East? Do you want to change that? And you're like, no, I don't. I, I want it to be Daniel Arnold rocks. And then, you know, and then you just kind of go through. I think the main thing to keep in mind is that, um, passwords are such an easy vector for breaking into accounts, especially if you've been on online for a while. So I try to practice good password hygiene now, but yeah, to your point, I probably have something from 20 years ago or the mid to late nineties or something like that that's floating around there that has whatever the equivalent is of ha ha ha. And like, ho, ho, ho is the password on it. That still could actually have information about me that could be used. Um, especially. You ju- if it's are you kidding was- me? You, after mm-hmm. you've given me all that crap, you have one of these. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you, you really just like went down eighteen thousand notches in my esteem. Uh, Man. I don't use ha, I don't use ha ha ha, but I can promise you that when I was like thirteen or fourteen, it wasn't something where, uh, you know, great password hygiene was uh, front and center. So, so hey, Daniel, listen before we go, I, I gotta ask this question. Yeah, you still getting a million calls a day? Uh, I blocked a ton of numbers. And that surprisingly did a pretty good job of shutting it down. Uh, there are still a few that get through once in a while, um, but at this point, it's not—it's not the nuisance that it was. Well, do you have a do you have a thing like Robo Blocker on your on your phone? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's an app 
And there are there are a few different ones. I think Travis, you can back me up on this, but what it what it does is if if something calls from a phone call that your phone doesn't understand, it, it's like this is a new number. What it'll do is it'll force the person making the call to actually explain what the call is about. So most people hang up. And only those now it, it creates a little bit of a problem because if it is somebody you know calling from a different number that they've never called from before, uh, it makes it a little bit more cumbersome for the caller, but it's more protective for the person who they're calling. And as always with any of these apps, um, be careful if you do install something like that. Be careful which one you install. Never do a free one yep, because no. what you're doing is you're giving them access to your call history. And, and that includes your password manager, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you become the product. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Is there anything like, it doesn't sound like we solved your problem. Did PayPal ever give you back the money for the sneakers? No, no they just dismissed me. And, and yeah. No, that's not an answer, Adam. Hiss all you want. What can we do for this guy? Well, Bo, you could write him a check if you feel badly. I could send him gift cards. You could. Travis, any thoughts here? Um, main thing I've seen is that if you just keep on bugging them and bugging them and bugging them, you may at some point get someone sympathetic. Well, it, it, sometimes if you go to an organization, and, and now a lot of insurance companies, financial institutions, and employers, but but again, you're, you're a freelancer, but um, they, they have programs available to help people through identity incidents. And the people who work for these organizations, you know, they have protocols they use with a number of these financial sites. So when they call, they know the right person to call, the right number to call. They they can get you some form of uh, resolution to the problem that would be more effective than you would because they do this every day and they know people. Yeah. So do you belong to a union or to any kind of, well, for instance, of insurance your, now? Your insurance, yeah. Home insurance, auto insurance. I have health insurance. Self-insurance. Yeah, health, health insurance. insurance probably health not. Health insurance, don't, don't do that yet. Yeah. But there's also renter's insurance that, that, yeah. that makes it available. But you should definitely look into that. And uh, because they really can be very helpful. We had a guest uh, just the other day that, that, went on LinkedIn because, you know, normally uh, people who are on LinkedIn that are part of an organization that LinkedIn uh, will have a list of other people that work at the organization. So what he did is he went to LinkedIn and he looked for anyone that had either fraud department, resolution, anything like that in front of it as part of their title. That's smart. So what you might want to do is, is uh, you know, see if you can find people who work at PayPal and somebody works in the fraud department at PayPal that you might be able to communicate with. I will, I will try that. Or you can say, dude, if you want to really be my pal, <laughs> help me here. Send me and then you could pay him. Uh, <laughs> I will well, I think right. that's interesting, Adam. That's a pretty good idea. Maybe, yeah. So for those people who work for PayPal, it would do a wonderful thing for our ratings and our friends. Yeah, if you up. might help us get this $400, I mean, what is $400 to PayPal? We're not, not talking about, we're talking about couch change, lint. 
That's it. But it's meaningful for human beings. Anyway, look, Daniel, thanks for sharing your story. My pleasure. I'm, I'm sorry that it took something that sucked for us to meet, but hopefully we okay. can have a Honestly, anything to get in this room, I would do again. Huh. Well, go outside and put your social security number in like the bathroom wall of a bar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to meet you guys. Yeah. So if we go back to the beginning of Daniel's story, how did this all happen? The way it happened was he was searching for health insurance. A lot of people don't realize that when you go on Google and you're searching, that the first result could actually be an ad. Yeah, often. So you think it's, wow, this is really relevant because a lot of people go and it's the real deal, but it could be an ad. And as Daniel's story started, he was searching for health insurance. And it, it could well have been a totally legitimate site that a criminal signed up to sell for and was using that site as a way of gathering information about people and then using it to either sell other things or steal their identity. And it's despicable, especially when you're thinking about this is health insurance. Health insurance. Totally. Well, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I was looking for something also beneficial, this time for the environment. I was looking for solar power panel, so solar panels online. And I I know that the first result is often an ad. And I still, because I was really excited about saving the planet, I clicked the first link and I put in my information. And just like Daniel, my phone did not stop ringing for like a week because it was a jobber site where, you know, it was just going on to, and I didn't get hacked, but that's, you know, 101 when it comes to what we're supposed to be doing when we're online, which is like, stop, pause, look at it. Is it real? Are we sure that's the site we want to go to? I don't do it all the time. Do you, Adam? Travis, are we sure this is a real story or an illustrative story? Wait, did you just accuse me of lying? It's a true story. I really did sign up for solar power. No, seriously. Do no, no. I, different pro. Do, no, but no, you've been real. you've been fetching about your solar roof for a while. No, I, I know it's a real story. No, it's true. I love you. Just a little kid. I'm little fine kid. with it, sort of. Except my ego is completely crushed. Mm, well, it's definitely a real story that the uh, topmost uh, Google search result is almost always an ad, and that those are usually set up in such a way as to be as enticing as possible. But one um, little tech thing here is that with Google Ads, um, if you have an account with that, it'll tell you how often people are going, seeing your ad, and how often they're clicking through to your website. So that actually helps them say like, okay, 5% of people are clicking on this one. Ooh, what if I retool the ad? Now 10% of people are working on that. That really helps them sharpen their approach and sharpen their tactics. That, that's, that's why we'd love people to come and rate our show so it can sharpen our approach and, you know, five stars are not a bad thing either, but, oh, sorry, didn't mean to promote Wow, really? Just <laughs> You're just like those sites that call you and you don't realize that you've clicked the link. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, the, this, this episode for me was just about, I don't know, I, the word that comes to mind is intentional, you know, being more intentional when you're online. In other words, like, I intend to go to adamlevin.com. And when I type in Adam Levin, the first result is almost always going to be the guy from Maroon 5. 
Um, so I have to. God, that's such a buzzkill. I'm for sorry, me. buddy, but oh. it's true. And so, or Kenneth the bear. But then, you know, the um, you know, bottom line is, I would have to make sure that I'm going to AdamLevin.com, and. If I'm looking for something, I'm not always so intentional. Not, I'm not always looking at the URL. No, and I, I, I want you to go. Travis and I want you to come to AdamLevin.com. I mean, we all work hard, including you, to, you know, create a cool site for people. I do. It's true. But there's also... And while they're at it, they can come and listen to What the Heck and give us five stars. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> or p passwords. Can we talk about passwords? For passwords. Yes, passwords. With passwords. Travis. Yeah, passwords. With passwords, mm -hmm. it's such an easy, easy way for you to get your uh, accounts compromised. It's the equivalent of leaving your keys in the ignition of your car and the door wide open. Um, Ooh, yeah, well, right. that's quite we, a metaphor. We, we Wait, there's a car or the that. house. Hmm? Wait, or, but or a house. there's two things here. I'm not going to drive your house away. That's true, but you can break in and take your stuff. And you can live in your car. But well, I could also just break into his house, steal his car keys, and and put all the stuff I like in his house into the car and drive away. They can do that too. It's all about access though. Uh, a weekly <laughs> weekly secured account with a weak password is giving people access, especially if it's something you use on multiple accounts, especially if it's something you haven't updated in a while or that you haven't uh, checked to see if it's been in a breach or anything like that. Um, so if you do that, that just can give people the key to your house and your car. Listen, we are all targets, all of us. Much as we'd like to think we're not, Breaches have become the third certainty in life behind death and taxes. It's no longer a question of if, but when. And as we like to say, and it's true, there are so many people who've had their information exposed that it's, it's the only reason why you may not have been hit so far is because you didn't click on the wrong link or they just never got around to you. Well, I think one of the things that he brought up as well, though, is uh, having a the same PayPal account for 20 years. And that's one of the things that does keep me up at night. I know I alluded to this earlier, but just the sheer number of accounts we've set up. Um, I don't know if you remember Friendster or MySpace, um, which if you're on social media, a lot of people don't really use anymore. That's That can be breached and that's a sitting target. So if you had something- Isn't that how we all met on Friendster? Yeah, there you go. But if you set if you set something up like that, those can still be a fount of uh, good information about you. And it's really Ouch. easy to lose track of. It's easy mm -hmm. just to say, I haven't logged into Friendster since, you know, 2003 and then if you think about it does that have your friends and family on there is that a password that you were reusing at the time does it have pictures of where you were living or other you know personally identifiable information it might thanks to everyone for listening and hope you had a good time we certainly did what the heck with adam levin is a production of loud tree media it's produced by Andrew Steven, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.